This is the Marriage Bites Podcast, episode 52. Is your marriage broken? So we're back from vacation. That was fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did we tell everyone where we went? I don't think we did. Mm, I don't think they care. We did try a few things that we haven't ever done before, Mm -hmm. which was really cool. Had a little bit of adventure. I had a good time. It was yeah. The first thing we did was zip lining, and it was fantastic. It was, it was so fun up there in Leavenworth, Washington. It was fantastic. It was this like you, like you don't want to talk, say no? Anything. I was just thinking. Oh. Well, I was thinking how we never actually said welcome to the Marriage Bites podcast. Oh, we probably should do that. Welcome to the Marriage Bites podcast. So, how's it going? Have you gotten over the uh, post vacation depression? <laughs> Uh, a little bit. It seems like anytime we go on vacation or something, you come home and it usually starts just before the vacation ends, a few days before, because then the realization that going back to every day, whatever, and I got to go back to work and it's like, Mhm. Although this was our longest vacation I think we've ever taken in our entire marriage. It is. So I think by the time it was over, I was ready to come home and get back into my regular life. Even though we had a really good time. But we're back and we're back at it. Mm-hmm. So, are we ready to get into our topic today? Yes, but before we do that, tell me about this welder. Ah, uh, so, this welder. <laughs> so, when I was growing up, I noticed my dad had this welder. Uh, it was just an old welder. Uh, it was a Lincoln, sometimes they're called Lincoln Tombstone welders. I forget, I think it's called an AC225S or something like that. You know, very nonspecific. That's what it is. So we we had this welder growing up, and I would always ask, you know, from time to time I'd ask my dad about it. Hey, what's the deal with that welder? Why don't we use it? And he would say, well, it needs a fan, or it's broken. It needs a fan. And I'm like, why don't we get a fan and fix it? We never really needed it. So move forward many years. My dad has passed away years ago, and um, this welder has still been in my mom's possession, but nobody wanted it because it allegedly was broken and had a broken fan. It looked terrible. It was rusted. But I've always been interested in it. So on this vacation, we were up uh, visiting my mom and I asked her about that welder. And she's like, you can have it if you want it. I'm like, sweet. So me and my boys, we went and pulled it out of the shed that it was in. And it was dusty and dirty and cobwebs. And we pulled it out and we it was really heavy. It is still really heavy. <laughs> uh, we took it apart partially, cleaned it up some and looked inside of it and everything looked pretty good actually but the fan i think was broken mind you this thing i think i dated it to either 1970 or 1971 so it was a pretty old welder and uh moving forward we brought it home and the fans for those things were 160 200 for a fan and so i got doing a lot of looking and a lot of research and i found that other people had the same problem with the same welder and some were using these um, 240 volt computer fans and they were like 25 35 bucks so i decided to try that so i did that bought one of those fans and installed it and put it all together i was a little unsure if it was going to work or if we were going to get electrocuted or not because it was so <laughs> old we were a little unsure so you know, I had one of my sons at the, the 50 amp breaker and I had him on the phone. I'm like, all right, you're going to flip it on when you flip it on. If you hear me screaming, shut it off, shut it off really fast. And anyway, we ended up getting it all wired and put together. And by golly, the thing worked. We turned it on, the fan fired up. It didn't burn up. There's no smoke. Then we tried welding with it 
and it welded great. So here's this welder, it just needed a fan. It needed a little bit of work, a little bit of investment, and made my son made it work. This fan that I had seen all through my life. I remember seeing that thing as a little kid, and now I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a bit older, and the darn thing works. So what does this have to do with marriage? Good question. So I was thinking about this actually last night. I don't know why I was thinking about, oh, we need to do a podcast episode. And so, but then I kept thinking about this welder and then I was thinking about podcasts and I thought, you know, oh, and then I was also thinking about, I see a lot of times online, people ask questions about their marriage saying, hey, my husband is doing this or my wife is doing that, doing things that, um, I don't know if I want to say harm, but things that, that show that their marriage is broken in some way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people tell them their advice is just be done with it, divorce them, move on. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but think about this welder. This welder, all it needed was a little bit of time, a little bit of effort, a little bit of ingenuity. Instead of buying the old tired style fan, getting something new and different, mm-hmm. kind of thinking outside the box. And it just needed a little bit of time and effort invested into it, a little bit of money invested into it. Is the welder perfect? No, but it works. Mm-hmm. It works pretty good. Does it look the best? No, but it works. And I couldn't help but think about that with marriages is that a lot of times marriages are broken in some way. I, I can't think of anyone who is being honest with themselves who says, my marriage is absolutely perfect. There's no problems with it. Mm-hmm. Every marriage is broken in some way. And like this welder, a lot of marriages can be saved with a little bit of TLC, mm-hmm. a little bit of an investment in it. Sometimes a little bit of money investment. Sometimes thinking outside the box and trying to figure out how to fix the marriage differently than maybe what others have in the past. Just like I used a different fan than what was originally in there. And so that's, I guess, the connection between this welder and marriage. I'm not saying that every marriage is fixable. Obviously. So what we are not talking about is marriages that have real abuse happening. We're talking about the ones where both people in the couple do love each other, but they just can't seem to figure out how to make things work. So if there's bigger problems, of course, we don't think that every single marriage ever should be saved and that divorce should never be a thing. Sometimes divorce is the right answer, but when it isn't, sometimes people say, well, my marriage is broken. I'm just going to leave it and go find somebody else. But Well, that, and that seems to be the way of a lot of things. Well, it's broken. Let's throw it away. And let's get a new one. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something I see too online is that they say divorce him or divorce her and go find somebody else who will treat you right or do this or that. Uh-huh. And you know, not everything needs to be thrown away. Mm-hmm. I mean, some things aren't worth the effort to try to fix it. And it is best to discard it and then get a new one. But would you ever say that about a marriage? That a marriage is just like, Meh. it's a disposable marriage. There's no such thing, in my opinion, as a starter marriage. There's no like... Nobody gets married expecting to get divorced someday. Right. You know, we don't go into marriage going, you know, hopefully we'll last five or six years. And if so, great. And if not, whatever. That's just not the way we handle marriage in general. Well, and I think about our marriage. I thought, you know, just because parts of our marriage might be broken, if you throw it away after 10 years or 12 years or 20 years. Or put it in a shed because it needs a new fan, because it needs something, but you're not... Right, it doesn't... You know, it just needs something to make it work again. Right. Put all this time and effort into your marriage. You got married for a reason. Mm-hmm. And if something breaks on it, why not fix it right away so it, it can continue working? Mm-hmm. Why wait? Like you say, why wait and put it in a shed for, you know, however many years to fix things? Yeah. 
I just think things can be fixed a lot of times. So what I see is people saying either I stay miserable in this marriage or I leave it and go find somewhere else. And I'm like, well, what about the other option? The other, as there Tina Fey a... would say, the weird third thing um, of staying in the marriage, but not quote unquote settling for what you have, but actually making it better, actually improving it and working on it. And the, the next thing people would say is, well, my husband or my wife doesn't care, doesn't want to work on things, doesn't want to improve themselves. And that's a real thing. Sometimes one person is invested in doing the work for themselves and the other isn't. The interesting thing about that is that if you have an ingrained pattern in your relationship, like every time I bring this topic up, it ends up in a big fight, or every time I ask for this, it, this is how it turns out. If you have ingrained patterns like that, one person changing the way they show up in the dynamic will automatically change the pattern, whether or not the spouse wants to or thinks that the pattern does need to be changed. And so yes, Fixing a marriage is almost always going to be a two-person process, but one person can do an awful lot on their own to improve things. I like what you said about the third the third strange thing. The third option. The third option. A lot of times, you're right, people do think the only two options are to just be miserable or to leave, and none of those sound great. Mm-hmm. Okay, you stay in the marriage, but you're miserable. That sounds crappy. Right, but what about staying in the marriage and being awesome, being super happy? Right, right. Well, divorcing. I haven't met anyone that says, divorce was great. I loved it. So much fun. I just think that that strange third thing is the way to go. Why not fix it? It's not going to be easy. But it's not going to be easy either way. Divorce isn't easy. No, Staying together no. and working on your marriage isn't necessarily easy either. No, it's not. It's like the welder. It wasn't necessarily easy to fix it. There were things, there were some challenges with finding a fan and putting it in. And there was more to it than that. There were things that we had to do structurally. But we worked through it. My son mm-hmm. and I worked through it. And it worked. We had to use some ingenuity. But now that we've gone through that with this welder... The sense of accomplishment is great. I mean, it feels good to fix something. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, from our point of view or from our experience, we have fixed some things in our marriage. It feels good. And it feels like I would say the intimacy in our marriage, and I'm not talking about sex, has really increased. Yeah. And it's been really great. Mm-hmm. And that's way better than divorcing or just staying angry. Yeah. And then there's also the matter of children. Sometimes people are like, well, I have to stay for the kids, so I guess I'll just hold out till they're 18 and then, you know, and then leave or something. And that's, I mean, obviously, I'm not saying that that's a wrong choice. I'm just saying, what if it was possible to have a different option where you actually do stay and not necessarily, I don't necessarily support the idea of just staying for the kids because it models for the kids a crappy relationship that you should just stay in a crappy relationship and just again every situation is different and so there's not one answer that's right every time and it's not even my job to say whether or not somebody should or should not stay in their marriage that's never my job I think the just this idea that's so prevalent today that well your marriage is broken just discard it and get a new one the problem is all the things that caused the problems in your first relationship you take those with you and if there was trauma involved with the relationship, if there was betrayal or if there was trauma from separation or 
any of that, you're taking that all with you into your brand new relationship. Your immaturities, right? So it's like bringing broken parts to the new wilder. And or parts that are going to break. Right. And so this work of working on yourself and looking at yourself and your part in the dynamics of the relationship is important work, whether or not you stay in the relationship. So because you don't want to bring all your baggage, all your stuff into a new relationship and expect everything to just magically be fine. I I think that's a really good point. It's interesting that statistics show that a second or third marriage however many there ends up being. Maybe there's 26 for some people. I've never heard of that. They they wonder why, well, divorce is higher with your second marriage. Like the percentage, like the the possibility of being divorced is much higher with, uh, I really didn't say that well, but. Yeah, I've heard that. They they don't do so high. I've heard that the the divorce rates for second marriages is higher. I don't know. It is higher. And so I think a lot of it is they they leave because this marriage is broken, we're done. They leave, but they take all that baggage with them. Mm-hmm. And when they go into that new marriage, if I would, I'm venturing to guess, because I've never been in a second marriage, but things are probably pretty cool at first because it is a new relationship. And you think, wow, this is so much better than my last relationship. But as months and years go on, those old things are going to creep up. And mm-hmm. and I actually talked to recently somebody who had been divorced and remarried, and they talked about, actually I heard this several times recently, where those things creep up a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Instead of taking five to ten years to come, they come within a year or less. Mm. And and now it's in your face and you got to deal with it. Or people will, again, divorce and try to move on to another Right, if person. divorce is the fix for every relationship hardship, then you're going to be bouncing from relationship to relationship because the fix isn't in a new person. The fix is in being a different person. And becoming the person who can be intimate with another person, who can be open and honest, who can heal their past wounds. All of us come into our very first relationship with childhood wounds. Nobody that I know has a perfect childhood, and even the ones who think they have a perfect childhood don't have a perfect childhood. Everybody has what they call ACEs or adverse childhood experiences. That You come in with certain expectations of a relationship, or watching your parents fight, or watching your parents not fight, or, you know, we all look at our parents' relationship and take some of those things that they've shown us and sort of bring those into our relationships. Sometimes the problem isn't, sometimes it's not a personality issue. Oftentimes it's people's inability to be in a good relationship because of their own nervous system trauma that they can't get over because you can't get over it if you're not recognizing it. I see a lot of people saying, well, it was really great at first, and then he started doing this and that and that, so I'm just not sure if I should just forget it and leave it. But we love each other. Like, I love him, and I think he loves me, but there's just this thing that is in the way, and we can't seem to get over it, and we've done all these things, and it's just still a problem. And sometimes you need extra help. You need outside help to relate the welder thing. You wouldn't have known to use a computer fan for your welder if you hadn't gone to an expert or to gone to somebody else who had already solved that problem to say, here, this is how I solved the problem. So what I'm saying is not that marriage advice should come from YouTube necessarily, although there's lots of good stuff out there. There's lots of good resources that can help. If you do a Google search for marriage help or something like that, you'll find hundreds or thousands of people out there saying, hey, 
I can help you with this problem in your marriage. Right. Is this your problem? And some of those I can might help be good you. And some might not. Right. right. And and that's of course that's the way it goes, but there are lots and lots of people just out there waiting to help you with your specific problem. You just have to go and ask for their help and they would be more than happy to help you. And it's amazing how having somebody who's not in the relationship be able to take a look at the relationship and say, oh, I see this pattern that's going on that each of you yourselves can't see because you're too much in it. Even if it's just, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a professional, although it could be, but just even having somebody who you, you trust and who will be honest with you about what they see and ask you questions that help illuminate what's really going on so that you can fix it. Right. I, I would say there's a lot of different ways you can fix your marriage, fix yeah. whatever problem there is out there. Um, well, I don't think we could have done it without help. Yeah. As, as much as I've studied relationships and as much as I feel like I'm a smart person and I had good role models and all of that, I don't think we could have gotten to where we are today without outside help. Right. And there's no shame in that. Right. So the, that was the big thing you asked earlier about the welder and, and how it relates to marriage is that just because something is broken in your marriage doesn't mean you have to throw it away or live with it. You can you can fix it. Mm-hmm. And I think with that idea in mind, that's a lot of. I think that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Just like we fix the welder, you can fix you can fix things in your marriage. And I'm not saying that that your marriage is going to be perfect after you fix whatever is broken, because mm-hmm. I think marriages. I mean, you're broken together. There's always something that's going to be broken. But maybe it's not broken so much. Well, yeah. Is you, you it broken know, beyond repair or is it broken and fixable? Right, right. It just, what I'm saying is that you're never going to have that perfect marriage that we all think about. And I think that's, we talked about this earlier, is that maybe our definition of what a perfect marriage is needs to change. Well, and I think to that I would say, what if the marriage that you have is perfect for you? What if it actually is the perfect marriage, even though there are challenges? Those challenges are there for a reason, to help you and to help your spouse grow, become better people, to become more mature. And I would call that perfect. I wouldn't call a marriage that has no challenges whatsoever a perfect marriage. Yeah. Years ago, I guess it's been years ago, there was this song that was, uh, um, I guess, written and performed by the group Casting Crowns. And it's called Broken Together. And it's it's mm. about this very thing. And I, as I pondered this uh, yesterday and today, it kind of makes... I think I understand that song now. You're broken together. There's things with marriage where things are broken. Mm-hmm. And you can fix them. But you never really you never really fix everything. If, if that makes sense. It is the way it's supposed to be. Yes, it is the way it's supposed to be. And through this process of being together and fixing these things that are, that are broken... It grows us up. It brings it us together. It brings us together. It yeah. improves us. Um, you know, we went through and still are going through challenges. Mm-hmm. But we constantly work on them. Uh, it's no different than the warp core of a starship. They're always working on those things. I don't know if you watch Star Trek, but they're constantly working on these things. It's like, look, you're in the 24th century. You'd think you'd have figured it out to where you wouldn't have to work on it. They're, but they're constantly working on it to make it work. Mm-hmm. They're not just ejecting the work core, work core every second to get a new one. They work on it and they fix it. I did not mean to bring Star Trek into this, but it just seemed to flow really well. Work on your marriage. And if you need help, 
Please don't be afraid to ask for it. Yeah. Good counselors, good coaches. There's people out there. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in addition to that, sometimes what people need isn't therapy or counseling or coaching. It's actually somatic therapy, which is working with the body's nervous system, which we could do an entire whole other episode about the nervous system and how the brain works, which dictates why people act the way they do. And so sometimes, maybe I won't get too far into this, but sometimes I hear people... So I volunteer for an organization that works closely with veterans and first responders. And a very, very common thing that I see is a wife whose husband is, for example, a police officer or in the military will say, things were great, and then it slowly has gotten worse and gotten worse until the point where now, like, he's yelling all the time or he doesn't go out anymore or he you know some kind of issues happening and they just think he's changed like "Hmm, there's something wrong with him maybe he doesn't love me anymore but what's happening is his nervous system has been on overload for however many years and it's not him it's his nervous system that needs to be fixed and maybe we will do another episode that goes a little bit further into that but Maybe it's not even like the marriage that's broken. We like to look at our spouse, what they do, and take it personally, meaning like, oh, he doesn't love me. And I think we did an episode about this recently, so I won't go too far into that. But like, what if it's a simple fix as far as like, do some EMDR or learn some breath work or even things like yoga and meditation and journaling? Those things you can do for free. Look on YouTube. There's so much breath work yoga, whatever it is that you like. I mean, different things work better for different people, but like, try some stuff. Is trying some breath work easier than getting a divorce? Most of the time, probably is. And if it's just something as simple as that, I think the only reason people don't do it is because they don't know about it. They don't understand that my spouse is not reacting because I've done something wrong or because they don't love me anymore. It's because their nervous system has gone haywire and it needs to be redirected brought back down, reorganized, so that it can function the way their nervous system was meant to function. So that's kind of my soapbox these days. (laughs) Well, that's all I have on this topic. Do you have anything else? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's, that's it. All right. Thanks for joining us today, and listen for us next week. Yeah. Bye! Thanks for listening to the Marriage Bites Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Let us know what you took away from this episode by sending us an email at info at You can also see what we're up to on Facebook and Instagram at Andalyn Price Coaching. Or you can visit my website, andalynprice.com, to learn more. See you next week. Bye! Bye. episode is this anyway um 50 or 51 depends if we do this one first or the next one first our baby is almost a year old i can't believe it i know i've been doing this for a year i know isn't it weird it doesn't seem like it's been a year it is weird this is that a lot of marriages can be fixed now i'm not saying that you know that i'm not saying that not uh, i'm gonna have to edit this out because i'm just fumbling bye bye oh that was terrible <laughs> We're out of practice. So yeah. it happens when you haven't podcasted in a few weeks. Yeah, no kidding. You lose your shorts. Well, not really your shorts. I guess you could. That just gave me a whole other 
idea. Mm, I think we better stop. Probably should stop. <laughs>